I'm so ready for this. I think we need to get into it. I am pumped. Okay, I am also pumped. Did we even say what the episode is? No, I don't think we did. It's the missing 411. Yep. Which just like as a fun little preface, I I am soft. And a lot of the missing 411 happen to be children. So just bear with me as I am a soft person with a small child. Yeah. A lot of the cases that I wanted to talk about, though, the kids were found and they were fine in the end. Okay, good. Okay. So what is missing 411? According to historicmysteries.com, Missing411 is a classification that documents missing person cases that fit a certain criteria. Here's the criteria. Bump, bump. The disappearance occurred in a national park, (laughs) rural area, or large reserve of public land. Mm -hmm. Exceptionally odd circumstances surround the disappearance, and mental illness or voluntary disappearance does not appear to be the cause. Mm -hmm. Mm Okay. Okay. So the 411 part comes from like the error 411 messages that you get on the internet, like when a link is broken. I didn't know that until today, but it's like a nerdy internet metaphor. So look at us go. I love me a good nerdy internet metaphor. Mm -hmm. So I guess we have to talk about DP first. Good old David. Yep, let's get into that. I, okay, you straight up said David Pilates in your text, and I laughed so hard. It's like, (laughs) ma'am, that is not his name, but I will take it. uh, I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. Good old David. Yep, David. We'll call him David. DP, if you will. DP, man. So he wrote the Missing 411 books, and he wrote a lot of them, and he... I don't know. He just like is kind of like the front man for I have, this case, like for this phenomenon. I guess I got some tea to spill later. Okay, okay, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I did some fun research. I didn't do a whole lot, but in my notes, I have is a gaslighter? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? You know, maybe question I mark? Think question you mark? Could probably. He's an interesting character. Yeah. He's a he's a character. I'm going to cite my sources real quick. Uh, Historicmysteries.com, top five unknowns um, on YouTube. I think it's Ty underscore knots, N-O-T-T-S, Ty being mm-hmm. T-Y. Um, this deleted user essay on Reddit. It was a All right. whole ass essay, but the user was deleted. So mm-hmm. I've got a link. I'll put the link in the comments so you guys can also read the essay because it is wonderful. Word. And then like a newspaper archive site, bleh, a newspaper <laughs> archive site called uh, newspapers.com. And I've got the link for that too, because you guys are going to want to read this newspaper from 1946. We will get there. Okay. So basically I want to talk about Catherine Van Oust. Yeah. Okay. Fill me in. Do you know anything about her? No. Maybe. Probably not. So she was this little girl. Mm. She lives. She's okay. Okay. She's fine. Good. I'll just let you I know. Do, I do need that information. Yeah, okay. She's fine. I am soft. Catherine Van Alst went missing in June of 1946 in Devilston State Park in the southwestern part of the Ozarks, which I think is in like the Arkansas area, Missouri area, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I guess, depending on which part of the Ozarks, I'm not really 100% sure. I'm not um, into the geography. <laughs> so You can't call me a cartographer. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so she went missing after she separated from her brothers. Like, they all went swimming mm-hmm. in this creek. She was like, I'm out of here. I don't want to hang out with them anymore. I'm going to go try to find the cabin by myself. Okay. So she's lost for six days. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. When they find her, her feet are like swollen because like she was barefoot because they were swimming. So she was in a swimsuit and she was barefoot. I know. I felt so bad. For six days? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they said the worst thing that like really happened was she was malnourished, obviously. And like she, um, a little cuts and scratches, maybe Mm -hmm. some bug bites. 
So really, she got off kind of easy considering she could have died. Yeah, for sure. But that still oh. sucks and it's awful. Six days, I couldn't even imagine like what. That yeah, that would be like. absolutely traumatic. She is found mm-hmm. realistically five to six miles away, but our old buddy uh, David, he would have you believe that it was roughly 36 miles away. Jeez. According to that deleted Reddit user, according to DP's book, Missing 411 Eastern United States. <laughs> That's a, that is a large discrepancy. That is a... Yeah, that is a large discrepancy. Yeah. Like, literally, the difference between, like... 30 miles. Well, yeah, so, like, I'm thinking about it in terms of, like, like, things that I can wrap my head around. That's, like, you know, six miles would still be in Fort Worth. 36 miles would be all the way in Dallas. Yeah. From where I am. Like, that's the difference between still in my city and in a completely different area. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a large difference. There's this huge search for her, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kid, he was in college at the University of Arkansas, Porter Chadwick. He found mm-hmm. her in a cave. Um, he was like Eat the that. leader yep, of his little search party or whatever. Okay. And reportedly, according to the YouTube video from Top 5 Unknowns, um, mm-hmm. which I will link in the show notes, uh, Chadwick and the other team members reported that she walked out eerily calm with a blank expression on her dirty face and simply said in a monotone voice here I am that's very strange however I can also see like that being like just shock I've got my reasons why I think that she's just because like in the reddit essay Mm -hmm. that he must have wrote for the tax test obviously of um, course all standardized testing tests you on on conspiracy theories and cryptids Mm -hmm. I think they just ask you to write a persuasive argument and my man did he said, I got this. He cited his sources and everything. He had screenshots. I love that energy. He pulled news clippings. Oh. But the poor thing, I mean, she said that she, like, could hear the the planes looking for her. Mm-hmm. Like, according to, like, a newspaper, she could hear the planes looking for her. But, like, she couldn't signal them ever because she's too little. She don't know how. Yeah. She heard the dogs barking, but she thought that they were like scary dogs, so oh. she didn't come out and she avoided them, and she didn't realize that it was the dogs like looking for her. Well, yeah, because she's eight. Uh, yeah, so I just, that's why I feel like when they finally got her, she was like, here I am, like. Well, you gotta think like how exhausted both like physically and emotionally, like her little feet were swollen. She ate wild berries and drank fresh creek water. And like you can't, like I can't imagine she's sleeping particularly well. Like, Hell yeah, no. I, you know what? I am not particularly surprised that she was like, yeah, I'm here, and that Poor she was thing. like, she just had like a blank stare. She just, I'm alive. Yeah, like because that's traumatic, you know. And when your brain is going through like something like that, it just like compartmentalizes all of it. So you can just stay in survival mode, you right. know? So, like, I'm sorry, Mr. Pilates, but I don't think that's particularly, like, strange or, like, I think that is a, probably a pretty normal response for somebody who's been in survival mode, for an eight-year-old especially who's been in survival mode for six days. Yep, I agree. I mean, her feet were swollen from, like, yeah. walking. And granted, okay, she could have walked more than five or six miles but she mm-hmm. was found within five or six miles so she could have walked like back and forth like trying to find her way or whatever yeah for sure but she was she didn't walk 36 miles however the cave that she was found in was like on a much higher elevation like okay so i take issue with that and the reddit essay like, kind of talked about it but like kind of didn't so i do take issue with that why was she found up like in a cave far away yeah, I mean... On a hill. Five miles is still a lot for an eight-year-old, I feel like, but I guess if she's oh, just wandering. Sure. I mean, she's well, wandering for six days, that makes yeah, sense, Yeah, that's I my guess. thing. Is like, it's in the span of, like, six days. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, she could probably walk five miles in one day, but if yeah. she's just wandering around just trying to find somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. And she found that cave, which just so happened to be, like, fresh, kind of fresh spring creek in it, so she was like, okay... But she didn't know that. She's eight. Yeah. She just saw water and she ate the berries. But everybody's like, how did she know which berries to eat? 
or how did she know like that it was fresh creek water and it was safe to drink somebody uh, must have been telling her and i'm like no no i don't think he said it's implied that somebody was helping her or something frankly, was helping her i think she got really fucking lucky mm-hmm. i agree like i i not lucky in the sense that she got lost in the woods but like lucky in the sense that like she lived she lived and happened to be relatively safe mm-hmm. like truly i think that's just things can be not common but still not supernatural mm-hmm. yeah i mean things can be weird it sucks that she got lost like it's yeah. tragic but that doesn't make it like insert ghost noises okay so we're also going to talk about this other kid keith all right i can't remember his last name but he's in the top fives video i'll put his link in the bio too not the bio in the whatever the show notes um so on april 10th 1952 two-year-old keith parkins was playing with his older brother on a cattle ranch in ritter Mm-hmm. he's playing out there they all go run and hide they come back mm-hmm. whenever his mom's like time for lunch comes back and like all of his brothers are there and he's not and his mm-hmm. mom's like okay that's not right and so she goes out there and she's looking for him and he is missing like he's just totally gone mm-hmm. nobody can find him yeah so obviously a search has started he's two <laughs> and all of these cases are accompanied by like bad weather and I can't remember if this was like a winter storm or if it was like a rainstorm but like the weather got pretty bad. Yeah. And so it's estimated that he walked roughly 12 miles cuz he was found 12 miles from his home. He's 2. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the reason why they know it was 12 miles is because they saw his little footprints through some cattle. And it was basically like footy print. Mm-hmm. He walked twelve miles, and they like they found him, but like, how did he get there? So that to me is far more strange. My daughter's fifteen months, which it can be very different from two years. I get that, but like I don't know if you've ever seen a two-year-old just sprinting about, but like they're not graceful. <laughs> Bro, your kid just learned how to use like the soles on shoes. she's not walking 12 miles by herself anywhere no no and like i yeah that i have a much harder time believing like i guess it could i guess it could happen but also like if my child runs around for too long she'll get really cranky and just lay down on the floor so So it says that that (laughs) cattle like the herd of cattle was about three miles from where um, he was last seen, which is like around his like house. Okay. So that's three miles. So then, um, hold on, I'm reading ahead. But that like all they found were his footprints. They didn't find anything else. That's that is odd. That I I'll give you that. DP. Oh shit! I'll give you that. He walks 15 miles, according to this Reddit post. It said that. He was found alive in Skull Canyon, roughly 12 miles from where he was last seen, which is three miles from where his house is, which is where he was originally, like, lost from. So that's 15 miles that this kid walked. Jeez. It wasn't, like, a straight line 15 miles. It was, like, like northeast and then, like, northwest. Is it possible? Maybe. Is it plausible? As someone with a toddler, I would say no, because I quite literally did watch my child run around in circles today, and then she just laid down on the floor. Mm-hmm. When they found him, he was in pretty rough condition, like he was stiff from the cold. Yeah, move. Uh, I'd they, be in rough condition. Well, they thought that he like was dead at first, oh. I think, because like he was almost like he was so stiff, but he was breathing and he was fine. his face had been scratched and uh his clothes were also ripped like probably from trying to get through like the barbed wire fences and stuff oh yeah like he had to navigate like hills and like fields and animals barbed wire fences i i don't get it i have a really hard time believing a two-year-old could get through a barbed wire fence i mean i guess it's a possibility but and he did that in like what 12 p.m to 7 a.m the next day 
A two-year-old walked 15 miles. Again, possible, maybe. Plausible, no. He was flown to a nearby hospital, but um, he made a full recovery. I just think it's kind of wild. Like, his clothes were all ripped up and his face was scratched. Like, I mean, he could have gotten into a fight with, like, an animal or, like they said, the barbed wire fences. It's just really weird that he was, like, all the way over there. Yeah, that is definitely strange. There's not a whole lot of, like, explanation for it. I'm glad that they found him, though. Yeah. Poor small bean. This is awful, but it's not a kid, so I guess... Okay, that finds some solace in that. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't. But it makes it makes it. I guess no, that's not right either. I was gonna say it makes it less personal, but that's not true either. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> this one is just kind of like I don't. It was on like one of the missing four one one videos that I watched. <laughs> also, this is why we didn't start a true crime podcast. It's because uh, I'm soft. We're we're soft. Yeah. I'll cry. If we ever make a Patreon, though, we're totally doing some true crime stuff. I've got to talk about it and get it out somehow. And it doesn't have to be all that stuff, but, like, I want to talk about Chippendales. Jillian got me really excited about that. Yeah, that is a wild story. Yeah, Um, I want to talk about it for another podcast. So, this poor lady, this is from the Boston Globe. It was written in 2016. Uh, Geraldine Largay, she was 66 years old, and she lived in Tennessee, and she decided she was going to um, hike the Appalachian Trail. So, she, I guess, had practiced and stuff, um, and had some, like, a friend with her, and -hmm. they were hiking together, and the friend had, like, a family emergency or some type of, like, thing Mm -hmm. that she had to go do. Yeah. So, she had to leave her. She went missing in August of 2013, and was found in October of 2015. Mm-hmm. So I think we can all see where this is awfully going. Yeah. Um, she kept a journal, like, of her time that she was lost. She apparently lived, like, 23 days or something, 26 Jeez. days, according to her journal. And then, like, it, she stops writing. And yeah. so they can only assume that, like, that's when she passed away. She had sent several text messages that, like, never made it to anybody because she didn't have service. Just saying, like, I've been lost. Please help me. Oh. Like, things like that. This is the worst part. When they found her journal, it says, when you find my body, please call my husband. Oh. Yeah. I just hate that. But, like, I think that she, I mean, she wandered off to go to the bathroom and then got lost and, like, I don't know, this huge search, like, the biggest search in recent history was mm-hmm. conducted, and they couldn't find her. They had a canine unit and everything, they had the planes, they had everything, and they could not find her. She had set up a little camp for herself and, like, had done her best to, like, mm-hmm. you know, survive. And 26 days without any, like, supplies, because her husband, like, what, how he noticed she was missing is, since her friend wasn't going to go with her anymore, they had frequent, mm-hmm. like, supply stops like throughout the thing so he would meet her at different spots on the trip and they had one coming up and like she was late and he thought like maybe she got tired or something I don't know he thought that it was fine and Mm -hmm. so he was like I'm just gonna spend the night here in my car she'll be here in the morning it's not a big deal yeah and then like she just like never showed up Mm -hmm. and so he like called like the police obviously yeah she was only found like two miles away from like this is like two years later in 2015 mm-hmm. she's found like two miles away from where they were looking that's weird or no not from where they were looking she was found like two miles away from like the trail that she was on which is a populated trail and like she was in her tent when they found her which her that tent is... was like bright yellow yeah that is really odd I did think that that was weird, that she was right there and nobody saw her. But the weather was really bad, like it always is in the missing 411 cases. I mean, it said, like, by the time they got out to, like, where she was found, like, by the time they Mm -hmm. would get out to that general area, they'd have to, like, turn around and come back, like, so they'd be back in time for nightfall. Uh So I guess maybe they just, like, never quite got there. I don't know. I thought it was weird. And I thought it was weird that she was so close to the path and, like, as an experienced hiker couldn't find her way back to it yeah i guess like two miles like sounds a lot closer than like it feels if that makes sense yeah and like i can understand like if you're already lost 
maybe not wanting to like risk getting more lost Mm -hmm. but i don't know that is odd yeah i think it's kind of odd but i don't know i mean her friend did say that she seemed kind of like iffy with the navigation like in a compass but then i'm like if your friend is iffy with navigation a compass why in the fuck did you leave her out there yeah by herself maybe don't leave your friend that doesn't know how to navigate things alone in the woods Maybe just never go in the fucking woods. What are we Honest, doing here? Honestly. God, there's stairs and God knows what else. You, you'll die. Your ass will just go missing. <sighs> you might come back. You might not. Right. Okay. It's a, no, it's a no for me, dog. So we've got to talk about the newspaper that I found. All right. Yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> so it's from the Birmingham. <laughs> the Binghamton, 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 Binghamton. It's from the Binghamton News. <laughs> Fuck me. It's from the Binghamton Press, June twenty fourth, nineteen forty six, uh, Monday evening. Because I guess All maybe right. they did a morning paper, but this is just Monday evening, and it was four cents. Okay. Okay. So the article that I was looking for, it says, Girl 8 lived on wild berries before rescue in Ozark Cave. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I go to the full page because I want to see if there's more to this article. So I'm doing research. Yeah. The first article that I see, like the first headline, Boy's body saw in Jinsey River. I'm like, damn, that really sucks. Mm-hmm. I look over, Army plane crashes into moving auto. Oh, Man, the 40s were a rough time. 50s? Cooley starts Shanghai fire. Oh. Northwest jolted by quake. Highways, bridges cracked. Good. Love that. Miss Carnegie dies. Oh, not Miss Carnegie. And my personal favorite, Mayor admits he is child's father. Okay. It's like a Twitter Uh, feed from 1946. I mean, I read the article. I don't know if I'm happy for the mayor or not. Here, I'm going to read the article. I feel like it sounds like maybe he's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's the bad guy. Seems like maybe he's a little shady. Because admitting that somebody is your child means that at one point you were denying it. Council for Mayor Merrill D. Aldrich, 47, said today that Mr. Aldrich admits being the father of the child of Miss Eileen L. Kellier. Okay. 38, and had made out a will leaving his entire estate to the two-year-old girl. Okay. A complaint charging Mr. Aldrich with being the child's father was issued to Miss Kellier Friday. Attorney V. Jean Depone said Miss Kellier had declined to marry Mr. Aldrich on religious grounds. The mayor and a former wife were divorced in 1934. Uh, So wait a minute. Wait. So because he got divorced, she'll sleep with him, but she will not marry him. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, is like, because it's on religious grounds, right? Mm -hmm. So like religiously, it's not okay to marry somebody who was divorced but it is okay to sleep with them and have a child out of wedlock i have questions maybe he isn't the bad guy maybe he's not the bad guy i was under the impression that he was (laughs) see you have to read the article i was wrong Mm -hmm. can't just read the headline it was the 40s anybody could be a bad guy it was like a twitter feed from the 40s honestly everyone is probably a bad guy yeah (laughs) If that's even your real name. <laughs> All right. So uh, those are my stories. What okay. you got, girl? Word. So uh, a lot. Oh, it laid on me. So I used like four different sources, five different sources, four articles and a podcast. Um, I had a lot of free time on my hands today at work. That's fair. If, if my boss is listening to this, I'm sorry. Um I don't think he is, but if he is, I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't have a lot to do today. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so 
I guess I'll just list off my articles real quick. So the first one is an investigation of the missing 411 conspiracy by Kyle Pollock. Mm-hmm. Polish? Pollock? It's P-O-L-I-C-H. So Polish? Pollock? I don't know, man. Okay. But he wrote a very good article. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Hundreds have vanished from national parks is Bigfoot to blame by Diana Brown. Bruh. And that's from How Stuff Works. That's from the uh, that's from the Reddit essay. Is it really? Yes. Is that one of the about, articles? Well, no, they were just talking about like how DP thinks that it's like maybe Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll get into it. And how like other people think it's maybe <laughs> he Bigfoot. He refuses to explicitly say that it's anything. He just refuses to name anything at all. Yeah. But in the Catherine Van Alst case or whatever, she mm-hmm. said something about tall grass. That's what was reported. But then somewhere along the way, it got turned into warm grass. And people think that that's Bigfoot's hairy foot. Okay. But she said tall grass, like in the newspapers. I, I'm Even if it was warm grass, how did you jump? What, like? Because grass isn't warm. The sun was on it. That's what I was thinking. So are you really good with that yoga with all that stretching? Uh. (laughs) I'm sorry, but... Did you workshop that on your way home today? No, I didn't. I did (laughs) say it to Arthur the other day, though. So I think that's why it's stuck in my head. (laughs) Okay, continue. I'm sorry, sorry, but like it is... It was warm grass, so it must be Bigfoot. Obviously, that's what I think of when I think of warm grass. It's Bigfoot. Bigfoot foots. Bigfoot's foot. Big feet's foot. <laughs> Bigfoot's feet. My, my husband is looking at me like I have lost my damn mind. Yeah, I think you have, but that's okay. <laughs> Moving on. He's so tired of my bullshit. It's fine. It's fine. You and me both. Damn! I'm just kidding. I love Both you. Y'all so chose me for the rest of your lives, so I love you so much. <laughs> Gee. Okay. Um, why you needn't worry about the missing 411 by Brian Dunning. This one is a podcast transcript from the Skeptoid Podcast, episode 794. It was also very good. Nice. Um an article from the Daily Star about a TikTok user's conspiracy theory on it, which is honestly out there and not really connected to anything else. I just really liked it. Fair. And then I used the, oh, I wrote down the episode number. I thought I, I think it's episode number 69, but I'm not positive on that. But it's the podcast called Red Web by Trevor Collins and Alfredo Diaz. Um, and that episode is titled, Why- Can You Stop Blowing Smoke at Me? <laughs> he's not just blowing smoke at you. He's blowing smoke rings that are, I like, landing around the mic. <laughs> it's not a I'm visual trying medium, to focus. But it's funny. Do you think Craigslist will, put me- will let me put a husband on there? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but that I watched the YouTube video of the podcast, and it's why are people going missing in national parks? Missing four one one. So we're gonna get into some of the fun theories as to why this may be happening. Which again, none of these come from DP himself because he won't actually. I have a, I have a thought on why he won't specify what he thinks it is. But we'll get into that. So as you said, uh, the missing 411 is a subset of missing people. And just to reiterate some of the profile points, quote unquote, obviously like national parks, stuff like that, um, usually found, usually went missing by like water slash granite or boulder fields. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Apparently there's a correlation with the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as... Like you said earlier, bad weather kicks in when the searches start or something impedes the search efforts. Dogs can't find them, and they're usually separated from a group. Um, wow, my brain stopped working. <laughs> also, okay. according to that Top Fives video, DP said that uh, possibly they take children because children DNA is more pure than like adult DNA, I guess, for the aliens. Did he talk to an alien? 
I don't did, know. Did he ask an alien? He was out there talking to the stairs. <laughs> he was like, hey, so like human, like you feel more child DNA or like adult DNA? Do you have like a preference? Mm, and the aliens were like only children and only old people, which actually isn't even true. <laughs> but we'll get into it. <laughs> All right. I kind of take some issues. So uh, some of the points that they made in the podcast, Trevor and Alfredo, that I really liked is that like some things to consider is that like there are abandoned mine shafts in national parks Mm -hmm. and like you may not necessarily be able to like see them when you're out there. But if like a child, for instance, found one and then went into it, Mm -hmm. like there wouldn't be a lot of evidence. It would seem like they literally just disappeared from thin air. Yeah, Um, and then turned up somewhere else. Yeah, so that's something to consider. And, like, with that number of disappearances that he's collected as, like, a data point, like, of course there's going to be similarities. Right. Um, Especially, like, when you're looking at people who disappeared, like, in national parks, in an outdoor area. It's, like, there's going to be coincidences. There's going to be similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a lot, though. Yeah, or is it? Okay. You know, okay. Anyways, so the theories. We'll jump into the theories. So some of the theories that, like, why this may be happening um, are, it could be, of course, like, there's Bigfoot. My thought on that is kind of like, but, like, where are the prints? Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah. But apparently, and I guess we'll get into this on another episode when we eventually do Bigfoot, I guess there are stories of Bigfoot kidnapping people and just taking them somewhere else. No, Bigfoot hikes behind <laughs> the woods. According to Patrick Hines, that's Bigfoot. She kind of smells a little funny and she likes to keep to herself in the woods. She's not kidnapping just, people. If she was kidnapping people, I think we'd know. I just Leave like her the alone. idea, the idea of Bigfoot just like kidnapping somebody and putting them like 15 He's miles in the different direction is the funniest thing to me. I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with that one. You're going to go here. Mm-hmm. So of course, um, another cryptid that people speculate that may be quote unquote to blame um, is the Wendigo, um, which... Of course, like this is something that we'll cover in a later episode, but just to give you a brief little synopsis. Also, from um, here on out, he's referred to as the Windyman. The Windyman, yes, the Windyman. So uh, he is folklore, um, Native American folklore. The general idea is that it's the spirit or like a the, like a creature, but essentially like the spirit of somebody that was once human but ate mm. human flesh. Mm. Um, and by eating human flesh, they basically turned into the Windy Man and um, had, like, a deep need for human flesh that would never be satisfied. Mm. Yeah, so that's fun. It's like a fun But that wouldn't thing. explain why, like, some people are found alive, because then they would be eating those people. There's a lot of things that it doesn't explain. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. And then, I mean, I think Windy Men are out there personally same but But i don't know that they're like snatching people and putting them somewhere else yeah do i think that they're responsible for all of the missing 411 cases no agreed like just personally and then of course skinwalkers which are navajo folklore and they're essentially um shapeshifters they can kind of disappear easily Mm -hmm. um voices can be mimicked so if it were to be a cryptid Mm -hmm. Skinwalker would be the most realistic to me because yes. they can shapeshift and they can mimic people's voices. So it would be easy to lure people away, especially mm. children. Right. Well, and you could pretend to be like their mom. You can pretend to be anybody, anything. Mm-hmm. And like a kid's yeah. really going to be like, yeah, I'm going to follow that for as long as I can. Yeah. So if, if there was a cryptid we could blame it on, I would blame the skinwalkers. Yeah, fair. Personally. So another theory that was posed is it being like a fourth dimensional being. And so you you guys have to go listen to this, the podcast episode from Red Web, because like it, 
he explains this so much better than I'm going to. <laughs> um, and we will definitely link the episode that I used for this. So he essentially said, like, if there's a table, mm-hmm. right, and like there's like a flat, like two-dimensional creature on it, mm-hmm. right? If you put your finger on the table, like they can't see you on that plane, right? Unless you like put your finger on the table and then they would only be able to see that sliver of you that is on that 2D plane. Okay. Right? Okay. So if you, a like three, a three-dimensional being, mm-hmm. grabbed that 2D creature mm-hmm. off of that plane, it would look like it just disappeared out of thin air. So hypothetically if there are more than one dimensions the same thing could happen with a fourth dimensional creature or being Mm -hmm. that does the same thing to us that could explain the stairs in my opinion also and like that guy's hand getting cut off yeah like hypothetically you could also accidentally stumble into this fourth dimension Mm -hmm. and that's how you're gone for like five years and you show up and it's only been like five minutes because time is not the same in that other dimension mm-hmm. so that's a super interesting and seriously like go listen to that podcast episode because i found it very interesting and he definitely explained it super super well and mm-hmm. big shout out to to them for that but i that like blew my mind yeah like the idea that like because that i can get yeah, behind we wouldn't be able to perceive that fourth dimension in the same way that a two-dimensional creature or being wouldn't be able to perceive us right wild (laughs) of course another theory is like the quote-unquote glitch in the matrix yeah which i think is relatively isn't that kind of the same thing yeah i mean like i would say yeah like essentially like i i I mean i think that's pretty much it would i mean you'd be jumping into a different reality i guess but hypothetically it's the same concept yeah yeah do i use hypothetically right i mean i think everything in this podcast is hypothetical i'll be honest so i think you could probably throw that in there anywhere oh, okay cool All right, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> just for funsies so of course like as we kind of touched on before like a theory is natural and strange but not supernatural things mm-hmm. so some people think like maybe animal attacks i disagree personally because i think uh, realistically like there are a lot of these cases where like there's no holes in any t-shirts there's no signs there's no evidence like Mm -hmm. generally animal attacks leave a good amount of evidence Mm -hmm. Um, and you can tell when you do eventually find the body that that is what happened Um, and that doesn't happen a lot with these cases (laughs) however there is a an equally terrifying thing that i never realized but underwater aqueducts yeah um, so essentially, like, because underwater aqueducts, you know, they're essentially tunnel systems filled with mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. Um, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And the idea is since a lot of these people went missing near water, the idea is that some of them may have accidentally gotten trapped in underwater aqueducts. Oh, and it's like when the weather's bad. Yeah. Like those aqueducts might be like open or something or they get sucked in with like the mud. Or they're just not aware that they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's terrifying and genuinely mm-hmm. one of my worst fears now. Yep. And of course, there's the idea of like falling in areas that people can't really get to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, that, you know, the weather is just a weird coincidence and it just happens to get rid of any evidence from like footprints. Right. Um. And, like, that is more, like, along the lines of, like, animal attacks. Like, it would get rid of any evidence if the weather was bad. But, again, I will say DP did intentionally leave out cases that had evidence of animal harm. Mm. Well, it doesn't meet the criteria for missing 411. Yeah. So, I I don't necessarily think, like, I do think there are circumstances where it could be weird, but not supernatural. Like, I do think that, like, yeah, I think people could definitely get trapped in some weird, like, 
you know, things like, you know, underground cave systems are, are really scary and really hard to navigate, especially if they're underwater. I could totally mm-hmm. see somebody getting stuck in there on accident. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, they've disappeared without a trace. Mm-hmm. Because who's going to know to look there? Right. So the cave system map matches up pretty closely with the national parks map. See, I thought I saw on Reddit that that's not true. You know, it's been put out there on the interwebs. There are some maps that would like you to believe that that is true. Mm -hmm. Um, But data can always be manipulated. Um, But I did want to (laughs) I did want to just nod to that idea and this is kind of just out there with not a lot of not a lot of connection to <laughs> to the missing 411 just a really interesting theory that that I found um apparently there is a TikTok creator that theorized that and this is from the Daily Star that quote um Americans are going missing because of a secret labyrinth of tunnels full of cannibals Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Yes. Um, so there's not a lot to back up this. Um, I mean, like, yeah, there's the maps of the U.S. cave systems and, like, that kind of stuff. By the way, the, the creator is Dan the Dingbat, 21. Okay, well, I'll um, take that with a grain of salt. Yes. So, essentially, like, this TikToker says, you know, quote, if you look up where people go missing in National Park, it directly correlates to the cave system in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have all seen videos where they talk about cannibals being in the woods and they're just being feral people out in the woods. I kind of think there are communities of those people and they take people when they can. I mean, maybe. Yeah. It's not the craziest thing I've it's ever heard. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. It popped up and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm here for it. It's a it's an interesting thing. If you want to watch or, like, go watch the videos, you know, tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting theory. Cave Cannibals was not what I was expecting today. Fair. I will say that. Fair. Um, and of course, of course, one of the biggest theories is a government cover-up. And essentially, for what? Whatever the actual answer is. Mm, so essentially, okay. this theory—it's um, like a blanket statement. And this is, this is pretty much David's theory, I mm-hmm. think, um, is that whatever the actual answer is, the government is cover- like covering it up. Um, and so basically, but why? I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> But apparently, like, there's no database for people going missing in national parks. And, like, that is true. But you have to remember, national park services are underfunded. And pretty much all of the time, um, it's the local police department that is supposed to keep records of that and has the jurisdiction on that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there isn't a database for people going missing in national parks. And there probably should be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but with an underfunded entity, like of course it's they're they're gonna lean for that to be the local police department's jurisdiction, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Right. Yeah. So should it exist? Probably, but I also I don't think that that nods to a government cover up. I think that nods to the fact that they're uh, they need more funding and they're they're an underfunded resource. Mm-hmm. Honestly, is I think what that is. So let's. Let's talk about our dear friend, David. Oh. So, um, and this is from the Skeptoid podcast transcript, um, why you needn't worry about the missing 411. So, <laughs> I'm just going to read you the quote. Um, so, David himself is an interesting character. He's done coast-to-coast AM and quite a few podcast interviews, so it's easy to hear him talk about his theory if you want. Mm-hmm. Right. He had worked as a police officer in San Jose, California until 1996 when he was charged with a misdemeanor and subsequently fired. Oh, great. Shortly thereafter, he began self-publishing books about Bigfoot and did Bigfoot business under the name North America Bigfoot Search LLC. 
He then became the leading prominent of Melbeck Ketchum, who made extravagant claims in 2013 of having discovered Bigfoot DNA despite having no relevant background in the field, and who invented her own scientific journal to publish her own paper because no actual journals would. But it was when he began self-publishing his books on Missing 411 in 2012 that he finally made a name for himself. Bigfoot was old news, but a new claim of thousands of missing people and a government cover-up were fodder for instant internet and paranormal celebrity. Since then, he's published at least 10 books on Missing 411, more books evangelizing the reality of Bigfoot, and at least two Kickstarter-funded documentary films all produced under his North America Bigfoot search moniker. So that is a little history about good old good old david and so here's here's my thing mm-hmm. here's my thing mm-hmm. i i think that the reason that he will not claim a like reason for why this is happening is because he wants to keep the mystery so he can continue to sell books. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, realistically, like, he doesn't actually su- have a lot of data to support his claims. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, basically, like, there's a lot of, like, he claims that, like, most people have, like, Germanic surnames or they're wearing red or, um... You know, like, there's a lot of, like, he talks about how it's mostly children and, like, the Mm -hmm. elderly and stuff like that. But most of the people that are actually, like, in his, like, quote-unquote data set are middle-aged Caucasian men that are in pretty decent shape. See, that is its own set of things. Because you ever heard about the smiley face killer? Uh, girl, have I? (laughs) I will get there. Essentially, like, a lot of the articles that I read were kind of, like, he doesn't really have a lot to support his claims. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there are some strange things, you know. I also think that weird things can happen without it being Bigfoot or all correlated. Yeah, for sure. You know? and No, I agree. And also, like, like, especially, like, with the weather... Oh, that was another one that I missed, actually. Another one of the theories is that it, um, some of them may be foul play. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the really interesting points that um, the Red Web podcast made um, was that it generally happens when, like, these people peel off, like, from their group. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, generally happens when, like, there's only one person in charge of, like, a, a group of children. Right? Yeah. Um, and, you know... I, a human could check the weather report mm-hmm. and plan for that. Yeah, but like a lot of these cases happened a long time ago to some of I them. Mean, weathermen still existed. Yeah, I know, but like in 1946, it wasn't as easy as like check your phone. Yeah. I'm just saying, like a lot of what I read really, it just kind of seems like he's grabbing at straws. Yeah. Like trying to make it, which like honestly, like, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like these are people that like either went missing, had traumatic experiences, were never found or lost their lives. Mm-hmm. So maybe don't, maybe don't make it super or try to make it like a profit for you or glamorize it or make it super mysterious. Like, no, hype it up. Like, I, there's something kind of scummy icky about it mm-hmm. like realistically you know the the national park service is kind of is an underfunded you know resource mm-hmm. and there we can think that we have searched the entirety of all of the national parks but we may not have like i think there are definitely places and nooks and crannies that we probably haven't searched oh yeah you know and i do make no mistake I do think there are some things out there that we absolutely cannot explain. Mm-hmm. I also think that his research was not very quality. 
and a lot of the just like mine (laughs) a lot of the things he posited didn't he basically like he basically was like it's a mystery and wrote a bunch of books and yeah like and again like i'm not saying that there aren't things that like were weird there are things that are very strange but Mm -hmm. i i think it's kind of icky to yeah. profit off of a lot of people's tragedies. Oh, for sure. Personally. I yeah, I think it's gross. Like to intentionally like do it. Yeah, it the more I read about him, the more I was kind of like this he's kind of a shady character. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, cuz at first I was kind of like on board like okay, the missing four maybe something really weird is happening like maybe Mm -hmm. that is what's going on but the more I read about him and the more I read about like his actual data and like what he's done with it and like what he's actually doing I was kind of like seems like he didn't get famous off the Bigfoot thing and found something else to get famous off of right all right my guy well I think that's kind of all I have for you today um so if you want to give us our socials and our email would be happy to also thank you to our listeners we had a few more than i thought we were gonna so mm-hmm. you rock thank you stay tuned for like tomorrow when we talk about uh, the black eyed children heck yeah so it's gonna be a fun app it will be very fun um our twitter and instagram are bleh. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Your Mom's a Hoax. Um, you can visit us at yourmomsahoax.com. You mm-hmm. can join our, like, sign up for our newsletter. It'll be really neat once I start sending them out. I'm not right now because it's just going to me and Brenna, but you could sign up if you want to. Mm-hmm. We'll do, you know, fun information about, like, bonus apps and other things that maybe come about as we continue to do this. And then for all your suggestions and comments and whatever you would like to say to us, you can email it to yourmomsahoaxpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, but if you've Only got nice things vibes. to say, we'd love to hear them. And if you've got constructive criticism, we'd love to hear that as well. So yeah, uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We want to keep doing this. We want to make it better. So give us your feedback. Yep. Bye. Bye.